When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There are so many ways to save at your friendly neighborhood Safeway. And now save even more with over 5,000 lower prices on the things you buy most. Save big on bananas. Right now they're just 49 cents a pound. 32 packs of refresh water, 16.9 ounce bottles are only $2.99 plus CRV. And selected varieties of 30 pack Coors, Budweiser, Miller or Tecate 12 ounce cans are just $18.99 plus CRV with your club card. Safeway, come in and explore. For SEN America, this is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Garraway. Sitting across the desk from me is my co-host, James Arthur. G'day, mate. Hey, Richie. In the in the uh, operator chair today, mate. I am in the operator chair. I already made one mistake, but that one won't go to air, so we don't have to worry too much. Can we call you producer Rich? You can call it whatever you want, mate. <laughs> well, that is... You shouldn't give me that sort of role. <laughs> also, we're in our... Uh, on our new night, yep. it is Friday, uh, which we'll be keeping up for a little while in the off-season until we get closer to the season. We'll go two nights a week on Mondays and on Fridays, so exciting stuff. Today on the podcast, we'll get over to the newsroom and we'll discuss the NFL Top 100, which we won't spend too much time on because it's done by players and players are stupid and biased. And we'll take a look at some rookie predictions, James. It's our 46th episode. Let's get over to the newsroom. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast. Sonny, Michael Bennett has had a pretty interesting statement about um, Sam Bradford and how unimpressed he is with his uh, attitude towards having to battle for a starting position. Yeah, he was uh, pretty candid, Michael Bennett. And this is from a guy who um, is having discussions about his contract, who is one of the best players and he's one of the best defensive ends in the league and is heavily underpaid. And what he basically said was he's going to earn $40 million over the next two seasons and he doesn't want to compete for a starting job. If I was his teammate, I wouldn't want to play with him. And do you know what? He's not too inaccurate, to be honest. He's, it's pretty... When you look at it from that perspective, he's absolutely right. You, you're at the top level of the sport in the world. What right do you have to just say it's your job? You know, no one has that right in any job, so I don't know what right he does. So it was um, it was pretty brutal. So I, hope, I don't know if they play each other this season, but I hope they do. It'd be pretty interesting. Well, look, Bennett, two years in a row, has been pretty unhappy with his contract. He still played. Yeah, He's never held out. But he always turns up. He complains about it, Yep. but he does always turn up to play. So, and I think it's interesting that he's taken a, a shot across the bat. I think the exact quote was something along the lines of, you know, when I heard that back, it made me want to throw up or, yes, or something that was like his, that. that. That was, was pretty good. That was the start of it, yeah. Um, but, you know, whatever. Like, no offense, Michael Bennett, but you're a D-end. He's quarterback. That's how it works. I, yeah. I agree. I don't like um, I don't like Bradford at all. I thought he did act like a baby, but it's the NFL. Quarterbacks are the most important position. Simple as that. Yeah. But uh, his, his comments certainly weren't wrong. They were probably just not needed. Yeah. Oh, gave us something to talk about, yeah, so true. why not? <laughs> the poor old Jags. Oh, J- Jalen Ramsey suffers a small meniscus tear at training. They lost Flowers last year for the whole year. Their, their first pick, I think he was two overall, three overall. Third overall Third last overall year. last year. Um, Ramsey, third overall this year? Yep. No, fifth overall, sorry. You're fifth right, overall. fifth. I think he'll be okay for, gee whiz. Small meniscus tear. What are they, snake tear. bitten down there? Well, it, the problem is that, yeah, he probably will be okay, but it depends on the size of the tear. If it's a 10-cent piece, yeah, all good. If it's a 50-cent piece, then you know you just don't know how guys are going to recover and how unlucky can they be. Yeah, Honestly, like two years in a row. They've had this guy and Miles Jack fall in their lap. They've had a great off-season, and then something like this can, can hurt a team. Now, 
all indications are he's going to be fine. He is getting a second opinion um, early next week, and then we'll know more. But it's certainly not good news. And that's the no, bottom line. It's, not at all. It's very daunting, and hopefully they can get him right straight away. I don't want a lingering injury where a guy you know, can't play for the season or is, if he is playing, isn't as effective as he would have been. So hopefully, you know, I'm rooting for Jalen Rams because I really liked him in the in the draft. It's a guy I really wanted the Cowboys to get. Um, so I'm, I'm rooting for him. I hope he's fine. Me too. Sanchez hurts his hand in OTAs. He's had minor surgery. We'll miss a bit of time giving Paxton Lynch the chance to take pretty much all the starting team reps at OTAs. Pretty important. And, you know, this is the first impression coaches are going to have of you. Now, they've got another camp arm in there. I've, I've forgotten his name. doesn't really matter. He's not going to make the roster. But at the moment, Paxton Lynch is getting all the meaningful reps. And that's first impressions for a coach. And you're not having to share them with anyone who's competing with you. So the only impressions they're getting of how well you were going or how poor you were going, there's no comparison. So I, although it doesn't seem like a big deal, I think it's more of a big deal than it is. Because Sanchez isn't... He's not like Bradford. He isn't like a lock-in. He's the starter. So... <laughs> I don't know. I, I, if Paxton Lynch does really well, he's going to get the head start in that job because that's a legitimate camp battle. I think long-term, they intend on him being the starter. If that defense is anything like what it was last year, I reckon they will probably ride with Sanchez for the whole year and just see where it takes them, yep. giving Paxton Lynch the opportunity to take over from a second-year kind of role. Is that kind of the feel you got from it initially, or do you think... I'm worried about Sanchez. I think if, They're if teeing he, up for a mid-season takeover? Yeah, I think uh, when we get to our rookie predictions later, you'll see how many games I think um, Lynch will play, but let's just say I don't think Sanchez is going to last too long in that system. I just don't think he suits the system. I don't think he's a good quarterback. He doesn't throw the ball accurately enough for that system. Um, it's a very shoot-and-move sort of system, and you need to throw the ball accurately on the move, and he doesn't do yeah, that. Yeah, a lot well. of boots and yeah. moving the pocket, that sort of thing. Russell Wilson does a shocking, cringe-worthy Wisconsin. Now, you've put graduation speech here. It was a commencement. Commencement, speech. whatever it was. It was awful and just full of untruths. Here's the biggest phony. I can't stand Russell Wilson. Do you remember about a year ago when we started this and I was bagging Russell Wilson and you didn't? You thought he was all right? Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> He's a tool. He's the it worst. It was the most cringe. It was you, awful. If you find a girl that's way hotter than you, marry her. All right, Russell, you tosser. <laughs> Seriously, mate. Like, <laughs> what you pe- did. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. Uh, <laughs> but let's be honest. Like, we don't. No, people aren't even sure if that's a real relationship. So... Look, oh, I don't know. I'm going to stay away from that one. I, I don't even care about the... We go, Zuni, if you get down to this position, don't throw a pick. He's such a phony. He sounds so phony when he talks. The thing I couldn't stand was when he was talking about his old Wolfpack coach from North Carolina State saying, oh, you know, don't bother coming back. You you won't be starting for me, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and that guy's since come out and goes, I never said any such thing. Yeah. Like, he's... He's a phony. He lied about baseball statistics as well. Yeah, I, I really dislike him. I hate interviews that he gives. He's very. He feels like he's just reading something off a piece of paper yeah, all the he's time. So and fake. Since, by the way, do we know he can throw eighty yards? Because I don't think he can throw eighty yards. I don't reckon he can. That's what it said. If you can, if you can throw eighty yards, people will think it's pretty cool. Sorry, Russell. No one believes you can throw. I've never yeah. seen any quarterback. Maybe Michael Vick in his heyday. He did throw 80 yards. 80, that is a long way. Like I want people to actually understand how far that is. Uh, yeah, it was awful. It was tough to watch. Yeah. Um, and good. More people are realizing he's a phony and a liar, which suits me just fine. Now, something I want to get into a lot more depth in. There was a really, really good article on theundefeated.com was it good? by Jason Reed. We want to give them full credit. It was sensational. It's about Robert Griffin and... Yeah, accusing the Redskins of racism and intentionally trying to sabotage his career. James, I don't know where you want to start on this article because there was so much in it. Look, we're not. I'm not going to deep dive into the into the context of it too much. I want to deep dive into the allegations. Basically, he claims that the Redskins chose a style of offense to get Robert Griffin hurt because they wanted Kirk Cousins to start because he was white. Now, if people don't understand this. This website is—it's a black website. They're all black writers. That's not an issue. My issue is the accusation 
of racism, which I don't think any team would do that. The Shanahan's just want to win. I, I don't see. So then another article pops up today on NFL.com, which is even more interesting in my opinion. Apparently, uh, following the 2012 season, which they made the playoffs and Robert Griffin won Rookie of the Year, he pulled Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, the coach, the offensive coordinator was, was Kyle Shanahan, and Matt LaFleur, the quarterback's coach, into a room. And he had written on the wall, or written on the blackboard, one, change things. No, 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 no. No, First, the, the, he sat them all down and said, "Don't talk." And said, "You're not allowed to talk until I'm done." Until I'm done, and then he wrote. And then yes, those and then things. he wrote them down. One, change things. Two, change our protections. Three, unacceptable. And four, bottom line. He then proceeded to tell them that they weren't using him properly. They were that he was a drop back quarterback, not a running quarterback, and that they were not protecting him adequately for his. His body, basically. Um, now, Shanahan later says that he believed that it came from the owner because what rookie quarterback is going to have the balls to do that without someone behind him in his Saying corner? It'll be okay. So I think he's spoken to the owner when the owner's expressed these feelings uh, and the owner's put him up to it. And that's what Shanahan believes as well. Now, Shanahan was fired halfway through the next season um, after Griffin came back and looked nothing like what he was in his rookie year. He had some serious knee injuries. Um, but there were talks that he was rushed back, and that was in this theundefeated.com's article. That was another instance of them trying to rush him back so they could hurt his reputation and his uh, body so that Kirk Cousins could start because they didn't want a black quarterback. Now, these are a lot of undertone of the article is written as racism. Now, I just can't believe a coach would do that. I've known a lot of coaches in my life, and none of them would do that. He was so good for he was so good for them. Why would they want that to go away? Yep. When he got hurt, why well, would they ever want it to go away? He and the thing is, the plays he did get hurt on weren't running plays or particularly special plays. Oh, once he'd broken the pocket and he couldn't protect himself properly. Exactly. And another thing he was really annoyed at was when Kirk Cousins was in there. He had only one play called like the ones Russell, uh, sorry, Russell, the ones that Robert Griffin yeah. thought were being called to hurt him in inverted commas, so read options and things like that. But he's Kirk, an athletic quarterback. Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins can't do that. Of uh, course, they're not calling plays for him to do that. It seems like a very naive point of view, um, not only from Robert Griffin but from the article as well. I'd didn't like reading it. I read the whole thing. Some of it I skimmed through because it was stupid and there was a lot of fact, um, a lot of statistics, a lot of uh, comparison with he was so good in his rookie year and then they destroyed him. Actually, no. When Robert Griffin came back, he was not a pocket quarterback because he couldn't make reads. He couldn't throw the ball accurately. And if we remember in his rookie year, that wasn't what made him successful. It was him being able to move, throw the ball, run with the ball, that added element of the running game that made him a good player. Also, having Alfred Morris run for 600 yards didn't help either. Now, I just think it's bullcrap. Like, yeah, honestly, I, it's I, just bullcrap. I don't buy it either. One of the other things is that, you know, I wanted to get back what I did at, at Baylor. You weren't a pocket quarterback there either. No, and that was college. They run a spread read option. There's 1% <laughs> oh, of those players understand. you played against in the NFL. Yeah. It, it you was... probably have one guy from your Baylor team that's in the NFL right now. Maybe two. Mm. They were a pretty good team. Maybe three. I don't know. But this is what I'm saying. Like, it's, not, it's the NFL. It's harder. Like Tim Tebow was the best college quarterback ever. Like Arguably, they were the best college quarterback no. ever. No, but he won a couple of Heismans. He was pretty good. So he was very good. Johnny Manziel. There are guys that come to the NFL that aren't good enough. And you know what? Time will tell how he goes in Cleveland with a, coincidentally, a black, all black coaching staff, which was highlighted in the article as well, just for everyone's enjoyment. So look, it, it felt like a very martyr piece. Poor me, poor Robert Griffin. Um, I listened to around the NFL this week, and they had um, a. a African-American man on, who's an NFL writer. His name slipped my mind, so I apologize for that. But he basically said the exact same thing I'm saying now where, and he said, as a black person, I think this is a load of crap and it's making me look like an idiot. 
Like, why do I, I don't believe this? Yeah, it's so. interesting. I, I really recommend everyone go and have a look at it. it once again, it's theundefeated.com. The article is on Robert Griffin. It's written by Jason Reed. Some great parts of the article. Don't and it was it's really well put together. And it's got some clicks. Like, if his goal was to get clicks, he's got some clicks. So, and you know what? It's just his opinion, and that's fine. I don't care. I just really don't yeah. agree with it, and I'm sure the majority of people won't, but I'm sure the majority of people will still read it, and that's the point. Yeah. That's it. You, you should go check it out. Turning to uh, an Australian angle now, unfortunately, Brown's kicker, Brad Craddock, out of Maryland, um, originally from Adelaide, has been cut or waived by the Browns, and they've brought in another kicker, former TCU kicker, whose name escapes me, um, who was at the Jags to come in and battle for that position. And that's happened after rookie OTAs. That's not a good sign. No, he must have had a really bad couple of days. You know what? Maybe he didn't have what What they they were were looking looking for. for. You know, you you just don't know. It might not have been that he was a bad kicker. It just means, look, we want a guy with more leg, or we want a guy with more accuracy, or you, you don't know. Um, you know, we want a guy who can do kickoffs as well because it's important to us. You don't know what their what they what their wants are, but you know, I hope um, Brad finds another team. Uh, he's in the system now, so he's on a radar. You know what coaches are like in the NFL. I'm from all I've heard, he's a really good guy and a really good worker. So I'm sure a coach will pass his name on to someone else. Maybe it was the fact that they know no one's going to compete with their kicker they've already got, and they just thought, let's not waste your time anymore. Because we've all seen that on Hard Knocks where they call a guy and said, look, mate, you're not going to get a spot, so we're going to cut you now so someone can pick you up. I've called a few of my my ex-teammates at other teams, um, and they might have some interest. So the other one I want to say, um, Jamie Keane apparently did really well at the mini camps on the weekend. So he hasn't been waived, so he's still on that contract. Well, they – yeah, he's on the rookie tryout contract. They had four legs. In at that camp, so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there. Well, yeah, from from all reports, they were pretty impressed with him. So you know, he's hoping Jamie can lock down a job there. Absolutely. Turning to more Australian NFL news, Jared Hayne retires from the NFL to try his luck for the Fiji Rugby Sevens team going to Rio. James, before you unload, and I know you're going to, I just want to say you don't get to retire when you've only got 50 more yards rushing in the NFL than I do. Yeah, you on a, quit on a lot of carries. You he quit. Quit the NFL. Exactly. Look, we discussed him last week. I'm not going to get. I'm not angry about it. I'm not annoyed about it. But how many dreams does this guy have? <laughs> and this has been the running joke. The now. internet like, blew up. The oh, memes, it was, the memes were great. There were some that incredible so memes about it. But he's made himself look like a real dickhead now. I'm sorry to say it, but he just has. He He's made himself look like a real idiot. The beauty is now that I can stop tweeting at him and stop messaging him trying to get him on the show because he is no longer relevant to my life or the NFL, which, you know what, in some ways, yeah, we've lost another Australian from the NFL, but you know, was he really an NFL player or was he hype that got picked up because of people buying his jersey? Um, I think if anyone's really honest... Um, if anyone in Sydney listens, they probably hate my guts. But if anyone's really honest, he wasn't good enough to be in the NFL. But the hype caught on, and it wasn't there this season. And I'm tipping probably Chip Kelly wouldn't have even given him the time of day. It would have been an assistant coach would have pulled him aside and said, look, this isn't going to happen. If you've got that opportunity with rugby, I'd say you take See, it up. I don't believe that for a second. I reckon they've told no, him. No, you, you and I... And I, I, I was on the overnights earlier in the week on it on SEN. I was chatting um, with the host. Oh, I apologise, I've forgotten your name. Um, it'll come <laughs> to me. Um, and the thing I said to him, I'm like, one thing I will say for Jared Hayne is I'm sure he's not stupid. So you're at training camps, you're it's at mini camps, seven running backs in front, you're doing of you. your reps. There's seven other guys, and you get, and this happens. People don't believe this, but go and watch Hard Knocks. You're at practice all day, and you don't get a carry. That happens, you yeah. know that 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 is true. That sort of thing happens Benny all Jones? the time. So was it, it was Benny Jones. My apologies, there's a lot of Benny. late night guys that we're on with. So please please have me back on. It was a good chat. <laughs> um, but it happens all the time, and yep. he's not stupid. He would have sat there and realized this for himself. And when Fiji came a knocking probably a couple of weeks ago, and said, "Hey, if you got any interest," or maybe he told his manager, "Hey." I don't know if I'm going to make it here. Start seeing what's out there. Yep. However, it well, went down. But now there's rumours of 
stuff going on with the Parramatta Eels, and there, there's a lot oh, of he talk. Won, well, he clearly took money outside the cap. They had a huge... They've just had a massive salary cap scandal. Yeah. Now, he can deny he didn't know where it was coming from where he likes, but yeah, get out of my face. All the, all the Storm players tried that too. Come on. Yeah, you you well, know when you're getting paid more. I don't. I don't want to make it a rugby podcast, but the storm got punished a little bit more severely that, than the Eels uh, did. If you actually really look into it, they cheated way worse too. So yeah. Anyway, and, it's not and, rugby. But what yeah. now is there's also talks that he's not actually eligible to play for Fiji. Well, that's something I'm not 100 sure of. But they've talked about you need to be under Wada's code. So funnily enough, if he was playing AFL or if he was playing. NRL here, he'd be fine. He would be fine because they play under Wada, but the NFL basically told Wada to get stuffed because they, they play under their own PED and, system. And some expert said, you know, it's a um, basically a minefield of cheating that goes on in the NFL, and I'm sure it does because guys get rubbed out for performance enhancing for four games. And if you were a cyclist or a sprinter or something or else, football club, you'd be out for a year. Yeah. Maybe two, depending on what it is. So the NFL, deep down, don't really care that much about performance-enhancing drugs. No. And there's no increase in in um, suspension either. No. It's four games every time you're caught. So, and the drugs change so often that they can't keep up with them anyway. So yeah. look, that's another story. But I, I think he'll be eligible. Now, he hasn't been selected to the squad going London to the, nines, the, the London Sevens, nine, sevens or whatever, whatever it, is. it is. When did rugby sevens even become something? I've never even heard of oh, yeah. It's a ripoff. I'm of, assuming it's seven on the field. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a ripoff of the union version that became quite popular. Yeah, okay, but anyway. So I imagine that's all the quick guys. They take the fat, hard hitters out and make the quick guys run. Yeah, it's for more scoring, makes it more entertaining. Yeah, fair enough. I'm guessing because. Oh, well, good yeah. luck to Jared, and if he, you know what, if he gets in the Olympics, that's pretty important for him, I guess. And you know, it's one of his dreams. I think he wants to open Boxing Day. For Australia. That one was funny. Um, I really enjoyed that one. I think he wants to play for the Australian netball team in the World Cup. Um, Commonwealth Games gold in the 100-meter sprints, his next goal. So he's got a lot of goals and a lot of dreams. So, Jared, best of luck. I hope you make it into every professional sporting system in the world so we can laugh at you until you go back to rugby where you belong. Come to the store. NFL Top 100 is next. All right, James. The NFL's top 100 players is slowly being released at the moment. <laughs> for those who don't know, it's voted on by players. Yep. And you can vote for your own teammates. Which means it's stupid. And I'm stepping out of the studio to get a drink while you drive this because this is the dumbest list of players. It's ever. not the dumbest list. You Doesn't get matter, some insight. Leaving. Now, what you do, what you didn't explain is that the players only vote for their top 20. So what you have to understand as I read out the top 100... Andrew Luck's at 92. The list is flawed. Is, well, you've got Richie Incognito at 97. Who the hell has voted for Richie Incognito in their top 20 players in the NFL? You can't vote for yourself, but you can vote for your teammates. Either way, it's worth having a look at. Let's start. They've released 30 so far, so we'll start with 100 to 10. We've got... Uh, counting down from 100, Derek Carr, quarterback, the Raiders, Cameron Jordan, defensive end, the Saints, Jarvis Landry, wide receiver, the Dolphins, Richie Incognito, offensive guard, the Bills, Sammy Watkins, wide receiver, the Bills, Mike Daniels, defensive end, Green Bay Packers, Gary Barnage, tight end, the Browns, Jeremy Macklin, wide receiver, the Chiefs, Andrew Luck, quarterback, the Colts, Travis Kelsey, tight end from the Kansas City Chiefs, and Matt Forte, the running back from the Chicago Bears, now New York Jets. Any real issues you see with that 100 players? Do you think Richie Incognito Where do you is... want me to start? <laughs> do you think Mike Daniels is the best defensive end in the league in a 3-4 scheme, and he's sitting at 95? But also, who's voted for Mike Daniels in the top 20 players? There is no way Julian Edelman... At 87, it is more important or a better player than Luck, Sammy Watkins, Derek Carr, 
Take your choice. This list is stupid. What about Alan Hearns at 89? So I'll, I'll just I'll just read through the rest. We've got... See how many Jags players are on oh, this no. thing? Yeah, yeah. You've got Alan Hearns. They won five games. You've got Alan Hearns, wide receiver, the Jags 89, 88, Cameron Haywood, D-end, New Orleans. New Orleans have got, sorry, Pittsburgh. Um, Julian Edelman's at 87 from the Patriots. Jonathan Stewart, 86 from the Panthers. Kirk Cousins from the... Redskins at 85, Tamba Harley at 84 from the Chiefs, Telvin Smith. Have you, do, you even, do you know who Telvin Smith is, Rich? Do you know where he's from and what position he plays? Because I do, but I know my shit. Uh, sorry, who is it? Telvin Smith. Uh, Telvin Smith is a left tackle from Oakland. <laughs> yes, that's Donald Penn. Telvin Smith is the Mike, sorry, the Sam linebacker, strong middle linebacker from the Jaguars. Now, he is a good young player in his second year, but he is not the 83rd best player no, in the league. Not. 82, we have Delaney Walker, the tight end. Uh, Alex Smith at 81, the quarterback. Oh, I, you know how much I hate him. <laughs> Derek no Johnson. Place. He shouldn't be on the list at all. Derek Johnson at number 80, middle linebacker from the Chiefs. He's a good football player. I, I don't mind that pick. Ryan Khalil, the center from the Panthers. You know I love my centers. They're all superstars. They should all be on this list. Dude, Doug, ha- uh, Doug Baldwin is 72nd. I'll get to that, Richard. Just Ugh. pump the brakes. You got Chris Ivory, the running back from the Jags. Now the Jags. He was from the Jets at, uh, at 78. Jordan Reed, the tight end from the Redskins at 77. Linville Joseph, 76. I like that. That's a good spot. He's a very, very good D-tackle if down there very, in Minnesota. very, very good, what's he doing in the 70s? Up there in Minnesota. He, well, he's a D-tackle. What's Carr doing at 100 if he's, you know, he's probably a top 10 quarterback? Don't even start me on that one. <laughs> Jamal Charles at 75 in the league. Did he play he was six number games? Eight games. He was number 12 eight. last year on this list. Jeez, I made a good trade against Scuba in the Oh, you've, you've destroyed him. Emmanuel Sanders at 74. Wide receiver from Pittsburgh. Har- oh, sorry, from Denver. Harrison Smith, the safety from the Minnesota Vikings at 73. Doug Baldwin, the wide receiver at 72. Now, he did have the most touchdowns out of any receivers in the league. Did you know that? Who cares? He's the well, only receiver that team's got. Well, he still scored the most touchdowns in the league for wide receivers. It's- but touchdowns isn't... Oh, receptions are more important. Yards are more important. Yes, I agree. Third down catches are more important. Calais Campbell at 71. I think he's he should be way, way lower on this list. Probably in the 30s for me. Calais Campbell's a out-and-out superstar. So that, that's the 30 they've released, or the, yeah, the 30 they've released right now. It's an odd system that's pretty dumb. Like, for example, Des Bryant's not on this list. He's not gonna, They've already said he's not going to be on it. Um, that is stupid. Alan Hearns, Sammy Watkins. Now, the, the idea is that it's based off last season. It's not a career ranking. It's off last season. He's still better than those people so last season. In saying that, though, if it's based off last season, then Jamal Charles wasn't one of the top 100 players from last season. Would that be fair to say? Because he didn't play enough. I, I, I hate this list. Stop talking to me about it. Why, why do you hate it? It's, it's interesting no, what it's players not- think. Now, players you, just, players explain are to, to their me. mates. They're not taking it seriously. Explain to me how Doug Baldwin was rated by someone as the top 20 player in the NFL. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's stupid. He voted for himself. I bet you any money. You're not allowed to vote for yourself. You're only allowed to vote for teammates, not I, yourself. You know what happens? They all get together. And I, I sit next to you. My locker room's next to you, down at the Rangers. I'm like, here you go, James. You can have mine. Richie. I'll take yours. We both I'll know we don't have locker rooms at the Rangers, <laughs> and we both know that we would be too stubborn to vote for each other. <laughs> Definitely wouldn't vote for Mark, that's for sure. <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, there's going to be... You know, 70 more players on this list. Do we have to talk about this next week and the week after? Can, yep. we, can we wait till it's done? From now, oh, We'll wait for it's done from now on. We might discuss the top 20. I'd rather talk about Super Bowl odds. Richard, Super Bowl's over a year away. No, it's not no, actually. No, it's not. It's not over it's a year away. Close. Look, that's, a, that's my NFL top 100. Richie wasn't a fan of that for this week, but I thought it's worth discussing. If you, have any, if you think we're wrong on any of the guys we've bagged, you know, Julian Edelman. Get out of here, Pats fans. I've had enough of this segment. We're getting out of here. Rookies are next. James, we 
now turn our attention to the rookies and our rookie predictions for this year. So we're going to go one for one. I've got five players. You've got five players. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? You can go first. All right. First one I've got is Carson Wentz. I don't think he's going to start. Okay. But he will play. How many games do you think? I reckon he's going to play four games, finish up with about 1,200-odd yards passing, maybe five TDs. It's 300 yards a game. Yep. I also reckon he'll end up with about 150 yards rushing because they'll, they'll use, use his athleticism. And I reckon he ends up maybe with another touchdown rushing, and he'll throw a handful of picks as well. Yep. Okay. Uh, I don't. I reckon he'll play more than four games personally. Take over somewhere and finish the year. I think you know Sam Bradford was pretty bad last year. If you'd had a viable option in front of him or behind him, sorry, you would have bought him up. So you know they only had Mark Sanchez last year, and I believe Mark Sanchez started a couple of games when Bradford was hurt. Bradford always gets hurt. That's why. And, I, that's so he's why not going to play. Games. He definitely like Wentz will definitely play if even if cast even if even if Bradford's playing well, I think he'll get his opportunity because of injuries. Uh, I think the uh, passing yardage is a bit strong. I don't see him passing with three hundred yards a game, but but other than that, you're pretty spot on. I think. Uh, should I go to my first guy? Go, mate. I have Leonard Floyd, my first guy. He's the outside linebacker from the Chicago Bears. I have him in their 3-4 system, 65 tackles and four sacks. That's a lot of tackles. Uh, I think he'll play a lot. Um, and in 16 games, it's not that many. You got to go in all 16? No injuries? Don't oh, predict one? Oh, I'm not predicting injuries, no. <laughs> I, I don't think you'll... Oh, I hope he doesn't get injured. He might. But, yeah, I, don't, I certainly don't see him getting many more than four sacks in the NFL. You know, these guys who come in that are speed rushers normally take a little bit of time to get used to how quick the tackles are in the NFL and you need to work out some moves. So I think if he could get four sacks, I think the, the most sacks a rookie's ever had is 12 or something like that, So which was one of the best seasons ever. So hopefully... He can do well there because I like Leonard Floyd and he's a good player. Yeah, he'd be good too. I've got Jared Goff, LA Rams. I still love the sound of that. It sounds really cool. He will start, of course. They've got to get the hype machine going down there. Got to sell tickets, but I don't think he'll play every game. It's hard for a rookie quarterback. Really? Not many do it. It's often it's most people be surprised how often they just miss one or two games here or there. Yeah. Well, so Mariota last year is a prime example. Yep. I got him playing fourteen games. Yep. Finishing 3,200 yards. I'm giving him 20 TDs, but I'm giving him 15 interceptions to go with it. Yeah, so you think they're going to be a bit of, he's going to be a bit of a gunslinger, which he was in college. Yeah, I know they've got a good running game behind him, which they'll lean on, yep. but he's not afraid to throw it through a window. And occasionally, <laughs> that won't come off for him. Yeah, well, you know what they say about the windows in the NFL. They tend to close yeah. a little bit quicker. But, you know, I think I think you're pretty spot on there. Hopefully, you play 16 games because that's always the prediction you want for a rookie quarterback is to play 16 games. And we talked about that last year with Marido and Winston. If and you get Winston 16 did. games out of them, it's a success. And we were just looking before Winston, just on a side note, had a very good rookie season. Like, oh, I was stoked. He like, didn't get arrested, four, and he played well. 4,000 yards, 16 games, 22 touchdowns. He threw a few picks, but he's a rookie. He was someone who I thought was pretty immature, and he actually showed he's quite the opposite. Yep. I was and pretty happy A with pretty good it. leader as well, which surprised me. Uh, my next guy is Will Fuller, the absolute speedster wide receiver down at the Texans. Um, I have him 42 receptions. Not, not a lot of receptions. 640 yards and five touchdowns. Very specific number. So as you can see, I've uh, I've got him with a pretty high average in per reception. Um, be the deep threat. I think he's going to have a couple of go routes. 60 yard touchdowns, or you know, you know, all he's got to do is have a couple of 40 yards in a game, and then he's on track for that comfortably. I don't think he'll be a high reception guy when you're competing with DeAndre Hopkins for for thro- for carries. Plus, they took Braxton Miller, who I think is going to be good as well. So, look, I, I think he'll be very handy for them in that system. But that's what I reckon he'll get around that. All right, next one, I've got your man Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke, and I'm going big. You're going big. All 16 yeah. games. Yep. 1,100 rushing yards. It's not big. Seven touchdowns. Mm. Here's what's big. 800 yards receiving out of the backfield Ooh. and another four touchdowns. Whoa, so you've got him not gonna, quite 2,000 yards from scrimmage. They're going to use him every which way. Tony Romo will be throwing it to him, handing it to him, 
on every other play. So do you reckon it's just going to be four years of Zeke and then they'll just do the DeMarco they Murray and go, grind. thank you, <laughs> see you later. They will grind him up next year. He'll be He's fresh, he's fit, he's strong. Loves it too. They, he will get so many touches. Yeah, beautiful. I, you know what? I thought you'd... I, think he'll have a few more rushing yards, a little bit less receiving yards, but I'm a, in terms of yards from scrimmage, that's kind of the expectation I have about around 1,800 because, as you said, he's the best pass protector to come out of college for 20 years, so he's not going to be going off on pass protection downs, and he hasn't really got a lot to compete with in terms of receiving backs because... Alfred Morris couldn't catch a cold. No. Um, McFadden is a good receiving back, but he's whether he'll be on the roster is He's the third uncertain. of those three. I would, oh, he's a better receiver than... But, know, all, but, but he's like Ezekiel Elliott. As a football player on your roster, I think he's third out of those three. I'd agree. I'd want the one-two punch of Morris and Elliott. So, so you've got that power guy for goal line and whatnot. Um, time will tell there. Now, I have Paxton Lynch, quarterback from the Denver Broncos. I keep thinking he's from the Jets. And I, I have no idea. I do this all the time. I go, whenever they're talking about the Jets, I'm like, oh, they've, they've got, they've got, got Paxton, somebody else. Who have they got? Uh, Mettenberg. There you go. <laughs> now, is there a quarterback a quarterback named Hackenberg? Probably. A guy that got drafted? Yeah. Who? The kid out of Penn. So he's a real guy. What? So Mettenberg, yeah. He's the guy that got drafted this year to the Jets. No, ha- Christian Hackenberg. Christian got drafted Hackenberg this year. got drafted. Yes, and Mettenberger just got cut from. So he's a real guy too. Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's real. Oh my god, my mind is blown. I was wondering why I've been saying Mettenberger. Oh, he was. Yeah, he got cut during yes. the week. He did, and the Chargers the picked, him picked him up. Oh, it all makes sense now. Why I was thinking he. So there's a Hackenberg. And a Mettenberger. Yes. Okay, good. So I'm not just a total idiot. That guy exists. It's radio gold here. I know. And this I, is why I, we're I'm, not on air and together. I'm, and I'm usually the guy who knows all the players whenever, as well. <laughs> this is why whenever we're on air, it's always separate with a host. So yeah. This, they so don't, that discussion They don't allow happen. ramble. Hey, it's the NFL off-season. We've got to fill it somehow. Hey, the golden rule when you go in that other studio, just no dead air. No dead air. So just, keep, just, just keep talking, no matter what it is. Just talk. Just, just no, talk. No dead air. And no swear words. And talk definitely. They gave me a words. stern talking to about that before <laughs> I went in the first time. Um, so, you know, Paxton Lynch of the Broncos, I think he will play 12 games. I think Sanchez will play the first four. Maybe the first couple and then an injury. But I was going to say, does he get broken or does he get I, Where's their buy, do you know? No idea. Oh, let me get it. I think a little bit of both there. I, I, I think Sanchez will get maybe get banged up. I think either way, when Paxton Lynch gets into the game, they won't take him out because he'll be as good as Sanchez. So why would you bother? You just roll with the young guy. You got it? The bye? Uh, no, nah, the stupid Google one doesn't show where the bye is. Okay. Anyway, I have him playing 12 games. I've got him for 2,400 yards. Uh, 12 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. So you can probably tell what I think of his first, what I think he's going to be like in his first season. Um, he's got a lot of the tools and he's got a lot of potential, but I think if he was to start this year, they'll struggle. The beauty the Denver Broncos have, though, is a strong defense and hopefully a strong running game. I don't know how good it will be. It wasn't terrific last year. It was okay. Um, hopefully they can get that going. If they're smart and they don't ask too much of him. Oh, they're buys in week 11. Um, yeah, it's not going to matter. If, if they don't ask too much of him, that D can probably carry him along. And develop, and then by late season, he could be going well. Yeah, you can start to ask more of him as the season goes on. I think, though, with the receivers they've got, Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas, um, they're going to want to pass the ball a bit, and I don't I think that's where he's going to struggle. I don't think their running game is strong enough. I think their defense is, but I don't think their running game is strong enough to carry them. You saw the games last year that they, you know, the couple of games they won where it was 12-6. Like, yeah, yeah. And that was Peyton Manning, although he was terrible, it was Peyton Manning making something happen late in the game. which To is get the win. To get the win, which I don't think Paxton Lynch will have in him. Hopefully he does, but I don't think he will. So, yeah, that's my predictions for him. Yeah. I certainly don't think they'll be repeating you either. <sighs> I wouldn't have said they would have won it last year anyway. Oh, so, I have no, you just don't know. All right. I've got Corey Coleman out of Baylor. Uh, Where is he? 
out of Baylor. But where's he? Oh, now? where is he Playing now? Ah, oh, jeez, you're a jerk. Do you actually not know where he plays? It'll come to me. It's um, um, actually this is a terrific segue, Richard. Okay. Because he plays for the team of. He went uh, to the Browns. He's at the Cleveland Browns. He's at the Cleveland Browns now. I was going to say your beautiful partner, Alicia. Alicia. I call her Lisey, so I don't actually call her by her full name, or Alicia, as she (laughs) finds quite funny when I call her that. Now, she's not just your beautiful partner anymore. We're very proud to announce that your life is, in fact, over, much like mine, (laughs) that you got engaged on the weekend. I did. Congratulations, Richie. If I was on the board, I'd get some applause stuff going, but um, no no stress. Chris has left us hanging out to dry tonight. Uh, He He doesn't even know how to do that. He didn't even add the laughing ostrich to the board for me. Oh, it's terrible. But congratulations, mate. Do you want to give us a little bit of insight how it happened? It was quite romantic. No, not really. I'll, I'll keep that to myself. Do you want me to tell the story? <laughs> no, it's okay. Okay, so Richie's gone all shy. He's a bit red in the face, but congratulations, mate. I'm sure you'll enjoy marriage. It's not as bad as I make it out to be. It's actually kind of nice. So, congrats. <laughs> <laughs> congrats, mate. Thanks, buddy. Um, so, Corey Coleman from the Browns, yes, you were talking about? Uh, 14 games. He'll miss a couple here or there for whatever reason. He'll have about 800 yards receiving and four, four touchdowns. Yeah, I'd say pretty spot. Do you reckon he'll be a high receiver? He's not really a high receptions guy, is he? He's a bit of a... Well, if you could compare him to an NFL player playing last year, who who would you compare him to? It. Uh, I really hate doing comparisons. He he plays in a system that was a repass option system. Yeah. So you, you read a particular person... Or an RPO, it, as they like to call it. If we want to go deep diving, yes. So plays were designed around particular things and particular reads. Yeah. So he was put in a position where he was one of those reads most of the time. He was only asked to do so much. And if the Browns are smart, they won't ask him to do too much. Now, he probably had one year with Robert Griffin. He'll know him. And do you I think, think they could recreate some sort of well, some of those plays they used in college? Not necessarily, but they just know each other. And, and even at a club level, you see it all the time where... Quarterbacks throw to people they feel comfortable with. Yep. And if they can make a bond early, you know, I think he can reach 800 yards receiving is not a lot. In today's the, NFL. When you're the number one receiver, which he's going to have to be. Yeah, well, Dwayne Bowe's gone now, so what do you do? <laughs> what a There's sad, a bunch sad of their story. problems right there. No, so, yeah, no, I think you're pretty spot on. I think purely on – I don't think the Browns are going to be good in any way, but I think purely on – the amount of balls he's going to have thrown to him, I think he'll he'll get up there with those totals. And the four touchdowns is probably pretty right because I don't see him scoring a hell of a No, one. me either. But someone's going to have to catch. It's like, I always say, it's like a, you know, a, a bad NBA team that always has that one guy that averages 20 points a game and he goes to another team that are good and he, and he can't get close to that. Someone's got to get the yards. Exactly. They're, they're going to have 3,000 passing yards. Someone's got to get them. Yeah. Yep. And it's either him or Gary Barnage. Like, let's be, they're the only two receivers there. Yep. So, time will tell. Um, the next guy I have is Hunter Henry. Now, do you know who Hunter Henry is, Richard? Nope. He is the tight end who got drafted to the San Diego Chargers in the second round. The first drafted tight end from the draft. He's very good. Um, he is behind Antonio Gates, so I don't see him starting. I see him having a secondary role and then developing into the starter at next season after Antonio Gates retires, which is what he's expected to do. I have him at 32 receptions for 380 yards. And what I do have, though, is six touchdowns. And the reason I have threat. that, because well, they like to go double tight end or what's known as 12 personnel, which oh, is geez, you're deep one, all over the place. one running back, two tight ends. That's the 12 personnel. Um in the red zone. So I can see him getting... When you've got Antonio Gates, you're obviously going to have to put a bit of time into him in the red zone because he's done it for so long. I can see him sneaking away and, you know, having maybe a two or three touchdown game at some point because teams have left, have left him alone. So um, I like Hunter Henry, though. He's When we get to our season predictions, I think he's going to be really good for them. Yeah, and we know Philip Rivers loves... Loves the tight end. He loves throwing those seam routes yeah, as well. And he throws them so well. Like this, and He's the other such thing an is, underrated Philip Rivers doesn't miss games. He never misses. He played with a torn ACL, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Like, when uh, was the last time he missed one? He hasn't for like nine years or something. It's He's a, incredible. Yeah, he's um, got like and you know what? I don't really. I didn't like Philip Rivers for a few years because I think I think he's a bit of an asshole. And I, I think he's a bit he of a is, jerk. But I think he's just 
ultra competitive and no one ever seems to badmouth him from his team. So, I mean, you know, obviously off the field, he's obviously a pretty genuine guy, but the last couple of seasons, I've gained a lot of respect for him and I, I think he is very underrated. He should be talked about with, you know, certainly with guys like Drew Brees. I don't think he's in the Brady Manning category, but Drew Brees and um, Tony Romo, Andrew Luck, that kind of three to 10 range, yeah, he's certainly in there. Yeah. But Ben Roethlisberger, those oh, sorts for sure. of guys. Yeah. All right, I've got Josh Doxson, a former TCU frog, now in Washington. I'm going totally biased. This is a dream <laughs> pick. I think he plays 16 games, goes a thousand yards, and seven touchdowns. Which of course can't happen because they got too many other weapons. <laughs> sorry, sorry. How many yards? A thousand. <laughs> Richie. I want you to, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to quiz you on something here. Kirk Cousins is going to throw for 4,600. <laughs> he, he might. Um, how many rookie receivers do you think Ooh, have had 1,000 thousand? yards? I'll give you the last one. It was Odell Beckham. Randy Moss would have had it for sure. I'm going to say there's been five. <laughs> I think you're right. I think there's five. I, I, I think I can name them. Jerry Rice. Randy Moss. Um, who was the receiver? Odell, that gives you three. Who was the receiver from Seattle? The good one, the Hall of Fame one. Joey Galloway. <laughs> no. Galloway's um, a hall, He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, little guy, little white receiver. Oh, I know who you mean. You know what I mean. Eighty played in eighty. Yeah, I think he was one, and Anquan Bolden was one. Bolden had a thousand yards. Thirteen hundred yards and seven touchdowns. Something he's rookie that's year. A lot. Yeah, played for Arizona for nine years straight. That was such a good tandem with really Larry jaw busted and played and played and so like, like Jason show. Witten did that too. Like, God, they just remember Jason Witten played with a split spleen. Yeah, man, like just Insane. some of those guys, they just have a different thought of the whole process, don't they? They're not there to earn a paycheck; they're there to actually play football. While we're, while we're talking about Dream Washington, are actually going to be pretty good. They're going to have three good receivers and a really good. Coming along a tight end. I think you'll find that Sean Jackson might get cut. How well, much do they owe him? Fair bit. Really? And, they, and they've got Jamison Crowder as well, who was a good rookie last year, plus Pierre Garçon, plus Josh Doxson, who plays similar to yeah, you got, you similar have, to Deshaun um You've got to have Reed on Jackson. the field. And Reed's the best really t- the best receiving tight end in the NFL and does split wide a lot as well to create mismatches. So Interesting. I don't know. I think the Redskins have got a couple. I think their O-line's not terrific. I don't... I'm not all in on Kirk Cousins yet, personally. I think no, he had one, you know, one good year. And I hope he's good because, you know, I don't... It's weird. I'm a Cowboys fan, but I don't have a problem with the Redskins. because they were bad for so long. Hate the Eagles and the Giants. Hate them, but... The Redskins, they they'd never really done anything to annoy me. I just it's kind of how I look at the Carolina. Oh, sorry, I kind of how I look at the Saints. In the yeah, yeah, because yeah, maybe hate it's the just Falcons been, and hate Carolina. But, but yeah, the Saints yeah. are all right. Yeah, I just think um, that's what I think, and I don't think their defense is as strong. I think Josh Norman's going to f- get struggled. I don't think he's going to struggle a bit. That's my prediction. But you know, who knows in that division? If the Cowboys have got Romo the whole year, I it's think w- they should win it. It's wide open every year. Yeah. Okay, my last guy, um, Joey Bosa. Ohio State, D-end, now at the Chargers. Boom! Stick that up. away. Very well done, mate. I'm, I'm proud of you that you know what the number three pick in the draft was. I'll be honest, having the board in front of me is just throwing me. Yeah, okay. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not comfortable over here Cause at you, all. Because you normally know every player. <laughs> I'm having a bad time. <laughs> Look, I've got him down. I'm being a bit harsh. 32 tackles and one sack, and I almost gave him zero sacks as well. I don't think he suits that system. I don't think he's quick enough to rush the edge as an outside linebacker, and I don't think he's powerful enough. I think he's big enough, but I don't think he's powerful enough to play as a five technique in the 3-4 and rush it You're between. basically saying he's going to be a complete bust. Only in his rookie year. He could develop. I'm not saying, you know, they might fire the coach and change to a 4-3 and he becomes a great end. What I see him being is a, a D-end... A, a Chris Long is what I see him, which is a good a good pass rusher, an excellent run stopper, but is important to a team. That's what I see that's what I saw him being out of the draft. I can't see him being that in the Chargers scheme. That's all. And I think in his rookie year, he's got to go from playing uh either a hand in the ground D end to playing 
on the edge to playing a outside linebacker stand up having to cover a bit or a five technique interior defensive lineman I don't think he can develop quick enough to be, be be successful I think he might turn out to be good his second year predictions are probably double the tackles and five times the sacks but I don't think he, he'll develop I don't think he'll have a good rookie year okay just before we finish up today, the last thing we want to talk about is the search for the third member of the SEN NFL podcast. Had a few inquiries. Had a few people here to start, which is great, but the search is far from over. So if you think you've got what it takes to sit in the seat next to JA, because that's where you'll be. Cause, it doesn't take much. Because I'm now on the other side, lost behind this ridiculously huge panel. Just, I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> just tweet at us. At SEN Anyone's America. welcome. Anyone's wel- do, do you know what I would really like? A few females, to be perfectly honest. Like, we had one female apply, um, Daniel Noonan, he <laughs> applied. Um, thanks, thanks, Daniel. I appreciate your application. It's Danielle, isn't it? <laughs> Danielle, something like that. Noonan. He's apparently he's good at doing quarterback sneaks. I'm not quite sure. Um, but yeah, I, I'd love a female voice, to be perfectly honest. But you have to know your stuff. So, but definitely, if you're a female out there listening and you are interested, Please, by all means, don't think we'll discourage that. I think that'd be great. Any age will do as well. If you're a 15-year-old that can get into the studio twice a week and know your stuff, there's no age limit either. Anyone who wants to do it, hit us up. Yep, Monday nights, Friday nights in season. Yep. Until we get into the season, it'll just be Friday nights. Um, studios are in Richmond, as I mentioned last week. But if you want to join us, by all means, hit us up at SEN America. Just send us a tweet. We'll get back to you. Ask you for a hot take. Send it on through. Best one will uh, will join us on the show. Yep, spot on. I'm looking forward to hearing from a few people. That's all for the show. Thanks for downloading the SEN NFL podcast. You can follow James on Twitter at Jartha6594. You can follow me at Richard03. And, of course, you can follow SEN America at SEN America. You get all the other podcasts there as well. Some really good content. Until next week, for James Arthur, for our producer, me, I'm Richard Garraway. Thanks for listening. And I'm too slow on the close. Where's the closer sweeper? There for it is. more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America. There's no cash here. Here, there's no cash, all right? Cash, no. Robo? No cash.